I'm Melissa. I'm Jam. And I'm a chemist. And I'm not. And welcome to Chemistry for Your Life. The podcast helps you understand the chemistry of your everyday life. So if this is one of your first times tuning in to Chemistry for Your Life, Melissa really is a chemist. She works as a chemist right now. She's also a, she has her master's, and she's also a PhD candidate. So hey getting yo. that PhD, <laughs> which is a, a relatively new info. And I, mm-hmm. I really am not a chemist. Which is very true of card carrying, not chemist. <laughs> That's right. I am a chemist. I've studied chemistry. I teach chemistry right now, but I like to reiterate too that just because I am a quote expert, unquote, in my field, that doesn't mean I know everything and it doesn't mean I can't make mistakes. So I work really hard to find references and make sure that all the information that I am using is verified. But if anything ever comes up that it's not, I definitely am going to communicate that to you guys as fast as I can. So what it does mean being an expert is basically that I know a lot more about how much I don't know about a field. (laughs) Right. So I think that, and I have a very good understanding of the basics in the field. So I'm equipped to go out and find information and then share it with you guys. So Jam, do you want to learn about the new information I found out about today? Oh yes. I would love to please. Okay. Well, as you know, I went to the dentist. I do know that. Yeah, it's been and a little I bit. Found, it was a little while ago, and I found out that I had cavities. I was pretty sad. I've never had a cavity before. <laughs> and so I went back this week to get them filled. Uh-huh. And the woman who helped with the, I guess it's a surgery or procedure, she was in school for dental hygiene, and she was so excited about teeth. And we were talking about everything that was going on. Uh-huh. And I realized that everything about my teeth is chemistry. Oh, okay. Because, so they went in and they drilled out the decayed part of my tooth, which mm-hmm. is gross to talk about. <laughs> and then they put something in and then they put a light in my mouth. And I realized that that was probably a polymer. And the light probably put the energy in that it needed to solidify the polymer. Mm-hmm. Or to make the reaction happen to where it could polymerize a bunch of monomers, which we've talked about polymers and monomers before. Mm-hmm. That's not what this episode is about. But I was getting really excited while I was laying there getting all this stuff done to my teeth because everything is chemistry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. after we were done, she actually let me feel, we'll talk about this probably in another episode, but she let me feel the composite that they put in your mouth and then feel it after it had hardened. Mm-hmm. So I got to actually experience it. That was really cool. And then she told me that if I was really worried about cavities, I should get a fluoride mouthwash. Okay. Okay. So that is what we're going to talk about today. Fluoride mouthwash? A fluoride mouthwash. Sweet. Fluoride in general. One thing that I remember is whenever you, this was in a group message where you shared about finding out that you had a cavity. And then a few of our friends were talking about, you know, also not having cavities for a long time. And I just want to say, if you're someone out there like me who's had your share of cavities already, that's actually normal. The people who haven't are not. So just don't feel that's any shame. Rude. <laughs> no, no, people need to just not feel any shame. You know, why, why can't. But take care of your mouth. Both ways. Why can't we both be normal? People who have had cavities and people who have not. Because 
the stats don't line up. <laughs> <laughs> There's numbers. Well, anyway. <laughs> yes, cavities are normal. And actually, well, this is probably we don't have to talk about. But he <laughs> talked a lot about how the, they now seal kids. Mm-hmm deep grooves in their molars because they are so prone to cavities no matter how good you brush. Nice. Yeah, see, it can happen. And we use our teeth. They're great tools. And that means that they get dirty or whatever. Sometimes need to be repaired. Well, Mm -hmm. let's talk about decay and how fluoride can prevent against it. Sweet. Yes, I don't know anything about this. I didn't know anything about it either. I knew that fluoride was an ion of an element of fluorine. Mm -hmm. And that was all I knew. And I'd heard that it helps your teeth. Mm -hmm. So before we can talk about cavities and fluoride, we're going to have to talk about something else in chemistry. And that is called equilibrium. Okay. This is kind of an abstract concept. This whole concept I'm about to share with you. So I was a little worried and I practiced it out on my roommate, Nicole, and she said she got it. So I'm hoping you'll be able to also. Perfect. Okay. So we think about reactions as going from A plus B equals C, kind of. Mm -hmm. You mix these two things together and something new is formed. Okay. But in reality, reactions are made up of atoms so that everything is moving around all the time. So sometimes a reaction is A plus B create C, but then C breaks back down into A plus B and then A plus B recombine to make C and then C breaks back down to A plus B. So it's just going back and forth Mm -hmm. a lot. Because the atoms are all moving around. Okay. And when they're doing that at equal rates, that's known as equilibrium. Okay. Okay. So kind of meaning like there's always some A and B and there's always some C. Yeah, I think it has more to do with the rate at which they're forming and breaking up and not about the amounts of concentration, although I'm not... I learned how to calculate equilibrium a long time ago, so I'm a little rusty on the details of that. Okay. But that's not the important part here. The important part is a thing called Le Chatelier's principle. Whoa. It sounds fancy. It's a French guy's name. Mm -hmm. So when... A reaction is in equilibrium. When it's reached that equilibrium state, you can throw it out of equilibrium and have more of A plus B or more C, depending on which one you want, by putting pressure on one side or the other. Not physical pressure, but stressing one side or the other. Okay. Okay, so here's my favorite example of this that I think you'll be able to understand. Okay. When you have carbonic acid in a soda can, and we talked about this in the Does Carbonation Have a Taste episode, It breaks down into water and carbon dioxide. Right, right. We talked about that. So when it's all in a can, it can be going back and forth. So the carbonic acid breaks down into water and carbon dioxide, and then it combines back together into carbonic acid, and then it breaks back down into water and carbon dioxide. Okay, yeah. But as soon as you open the can and the carbon dioxide can be released, the elements that you need are no longer there to recombine, and it all stays on the one side the carbon dioxide and water are formed the carbon dioxide floats away and now you can't reform your carbonic acid oh yeah and the soda becomes flat over time the more and more uh, carbon dioxide that's leaving the substance oh okay got it so something similar happens with our teeth 
Okay. The enamel on our teeth are made up of something called hydroxyapatite. So that sounds fancy, but it's not super fancy. It's just so, sort of an ionic compound, mm-hmm. similar to table salt, but with more moving parts. Okay. Okay. So hydroxyapatite can exist in equilibrium where it's breaking down into its parts. Okay. And one of those parts is the hydroxide OH minus which is a strong base. So if you have that strong base, that hydroxide, and you drink something acidic like orange juice or coffee or even some sodas, Mm -hmm. the strong base will bind with the acid. Acids and base love each other Mm -hmm. in your drink and then be washed away and then you don't have everything you need to reform your nice strong enamel. Mm. And then all the other parts are already broken down and they're more susceptible to be washed away or scraped off when we brush our teeth or whatever. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So we're just kind so of washing our teeth away a little bit. A little bit, but there's hope. Okay, good. Cause a dark, that's a dark realization right there. Every, it's a dark realization. Especially when you said coffee, it's like, I mean, orange juice and soda, I can, I'm like, okay, well, you know, don't drink tons of that. But it's like, and coffee. It's like, oh no. Coffee, I think, is pretty acidic. Yeah, my teeth are just gonna float away. But that's why you shouldn't brush your teeth right after because I think that would make it worse. Okay, got it. That's why when we talked about the why does orange juice make, why does toothpaste and orange juice taste so bad together? Mm-hmm. And we talked about you should wait 30 minutes after you drink orange juice or brush your teeth before. Mm-hmm. So you're... If there's enough, if there's some surely hydroxide ions left behind, it can reform the hydroxyapatite or you can introduce something new. Mm-hmm. For example, a fluoride ion. Uh-huh. So fluoride is an ion. It has the same negative charge as the hydroxy, hydroxide ion. Mm-hmm. But instead of reacting so strongly with acid, it's a much weaker base. So it's much harder for it to react with that acid. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be more resistant to the wear and tear of normal enamel when it reforms as fluoroapatite. So instead of the hydroxide combining back with all the other components and making your hydroxyapatite, instead you're recombining with fluorine and all the other elements and making fluoroapatite. Fluoroapatite is very similar to hydroxyapatite, but it's just a little bit more resistant to the acid and it helps to reform your enamel when there's been Uh, some wash away. Nice. And so it basically stays on your teeth. It stays on your teeth better. I saw some things that tested the strength of it and when they become susceptible to break down an acid. And I think it said... The pH, which is a level of acidity of fluoroapatite, can withstand until it becomes susceptible to breaking down up to 4.4 pH, which is more acidic than hydroxyapatite, which is 5.5 pH, I think. Mm -hmm. So it's just a little bit more resistant to breaking down in acid, and that's why it helps fight against cavities. Nice. Dang. Interesting. Yeah. Isn't that so cool? Yeah, that's very cool. I wish I had learned this about 
a relevant application of equilibrium in my actual body Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whenever I learned about equilibrium in general chemistry. I had never learned about this before. I found about out about it in a general chemistry textbook. I had a general chemistry textbook that talked about it, but I didn't learn about this in general chemistry. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. And that soda example is perfect. It's like a closed container. This is a sealed off thing where this can continue to happen and not right. be affected and not lose any of its elements really until you open right. it. That's mm-hmm. like a great example. Well, and Le Chatelier's principle can, it can be executed in other ways. You can maybe add heat or add more of something. If you keep adding more A and B, you'll make mm. more C. And so it can kind of shift. So there's other ways that you can control it. But, but a good example is the gas leaving is similar to what's happening here is you're putting stress on the system mm-hmm. and it's shifting away from the enamel shifting away from the hydroxyapatite and to the breakdown components. Right. Right. Dang. That is very interesting. I was so excited. This was the basic concept I knew about, but I did not know about this application. So very cool. And big shout out to destiny at my dentist's office because she sat and talked with me all about the ways to take care of my teeth. And it got me really excited to learn about the chemistry of dentistry. Yeah. It adds to the things that were like, there's been a lot of, you know, kind of anatomy, biology sort of things that seem like they'd just be in those sciences, but then you realize a huge amount of it's also chemistry. Yeah, I was so excited. And I think we'll have to do another episode on the polymers and what's going on when you get your cavities filled. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Maybe we could wait until I go to the dentist soon, which I'm way overdue on in... I would have a a number of cavities to tell you guys about. <laughs> so that's it. That's what I learned about how fluoride helps protect your teeth against cavities and all of the chemistry behind it, which is very exciting. Dang, that's awesome. That's very interesting. Do you want me to take a crack at explaining it back to you? Yes, please do. Okay, so our teeth have these little, um, I guess you could say like, bodyguards on them called enamel (laughs) and part of it part of the bodyguards is the uh, hydroxy appetite not the whole Mm -hmm. thing right i think yeah it's just a component there's some other things but the main mineral component is hydroxy appetite and unfortunately these bodyguards like all of us get hungry so whenever we drink a soda or coffee or orange juice or something acidic, the hydroxy appetite likes acidic stuff because it's basic, correct? Correct. Well, the hydroxy appetite breaks up into different components because Uh of its equilibrium. And one component is a very strong base. Okay. Known as hydroxide. Okay. So pretty big part of it, which is why the acid, why it has any effect at all. Because it can break down into it and it likes, bases and acids like each other. And so it's like somebody walked by the bodyguards holding a hot, fresh, great smelling pizza. 
<laughs> so it's not like it completely something that, that came and completely destroyed them, but it lured them away because it had a lot of things that it likes. Kind of. It's only one component. So it'd be more like the enamel is the army. And maybe the army breaks up into factions. And one faction really likes pizza. And so you're taking away that faction. Got it. Every few bodyguards are very tempted by pizza. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which so makes sense. Not, pizza's not everybody's thing. Full, right. <laughs> and, but then it can't come back together to make a full army anymore. Right. Right, right. There's all these spots, all these pieces that are gone now. Mm-hmm. So it can't recombine to its former glory. Right, right, right. So those wash away or walk off to get pizza. Mm-hmm. And they're gone, which leave our teeth vulnerable to attack. That's right. And when they're vulnerable to attack, we can get cavities. That's right. Which is some of that stuff, the cavity part specifically and the fillings part or whatever. Episode for another day. Episode for another time, right. But then we have to find a way to get some bodyguards back in there to fill in the spots that are left in the whole whole army. Right. So when when we use something like fluoride mouthwash or I'm guessing also the kind of fluoride stuff that they give us at the dentist's office, mm-hmm. it's not the exact same thing that we lost, not the exact same soldiers that we lost, but it is like it. And it goes in and the chemistry part of this is a little bit fuzzy for me, I guess. It's, but Maybe it's more resistant to pizza. <laughs> yeah, more resistant to pizza. They have been trained... They are on a very strict diet and they are not breaking from it. The carbs in pizza is something they just cannot deal with. They're staying well away from that. Exactly. At the most, they might be tempted by a really good wrap or something like that, or maybe a a bowl of some kind. (laughs) And so they come in, fill in those gaps and Mm -hmm. it's called fluoro appetite. Right. Do you replace the hydroxyapatite with the fluoroapatite? And on the molecular level, it's similar enough that our teeth can actually ex- accept it, correct? So it's like... Correct. Similar enough, but actually a little stronger. Mm-hmm. Right. To More work. resistant to acid, really. To acid specifically, right. And so, and the just to review the chemistry part of it. So hydroxyapatite breaks up into parts. Mm-hmm. It's just so you know, it's... Some calcium ions, some phosphate ions, and one hydroxy ion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if that hydroxy ion goes off, gets scooped up by acid, then you can't recombine to make the hypoxy appetite. Mm-hmm. And it's really susceptible to that. So when there's acid in our food or our drinks, it gets sucked away. But then we can replace a component of that with fluoride fluoride Mm -hmm. ion instead of a hydroxy ion and then it can recombine into something similar not exactly the same a new and improved version fluoroappetite that makes sense that makes a lot of sense i think i'm getting it better now so you've got your army 
And when they all break up and they, there's like, hey, you can come eat some pizza. Yeah. A bunch of guys leave and then you can't reform your army as well or as strong as it was before. Mm. So then you got to bring in some reinforcements that right. won't walk away when pizza's tempted. And that looks a little, that makes a little more sense realistically with the equilibrium thing too, where you're talking like, mm-hmm. it's all these different parts that make up an army and they're actually all kind of moving around all the time. It's not like right. they're forming this very solid wall and they don't ever break. It's like they're kind of wandering around patrolling. And so that allows for these ions to have a chance to accidentally be tempted by some pizza because they're out on their own a little bit. They're not just Mm -hmm. always stuck together. Is that right? right? That's right. Nice. Okay. That analogy slowly snowballed into something that actually made more sense. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was good. I think that's a good way to think of it. And the big thing is that essentially when we introduce fluoride ions into our teeth, our teeth's environment, the hydroxyapatite can be reinforced with fluoroapatite, which is a little bit less susceptible to breakdown. Mm -hmm. Now here's a fun fact for you. Okay. Yes. I love fun facts. One chemistry article talked about is in the American Chemical Society journal, one of the journals of the American Chemical Society, I'm not sure which, mm-hmm. talked about how not only does fluoroapatite have a better resistance to acidic environments, but it also may allow bacteria to adhere less efficiently on surfaces coated with it. Oh. So it's possible that there's a double whammy. Mm-hmm. That's a new sort of emerging thing. But that's a possibility as well. Mm-hmm. Dang. And that's quite cool. I think a lot of this is kind of new stuff that they're figuring out what's going on. Because I read a paper from 1946 and they did not give any of this information. And then I read a textbook and on the American Dental Association, they both talked about how fluoroapatite forms to, repre- to replace hydroxyapatite, mm-hmm. which is pretty interesting. Yeah. I think that's crazy. It'd be awesome if these these things keep being discovered and then we get to a point where our teeth can be just totally bulletproof, you know? Right. Well, I think a lot of what they're doing now is using polymers and chemistry to reinforce our teeth mm-hmm. to get close. But too much fluoride is not good for you because it can, I think, start to get into your bones and try to replace things in your bones too. So we don't want that. Mm. So there is a level at which... Too much fluoride is not good. So governments monitor the amount of fluoride in your drinking water to be at a safe amount. Got it. In some places, it's naturally in the drinking water. And if it is at too high of levels, it can be really dangerous. Interesting. So don't go drinking fluoride every day because you're trying to strengthen your teeth. Just Mm -hmm. use American Dental Association recommended and safe drinking water that should be good to keep your teeth doing better and stronger. Mm. And I don't know how much there is, but there's fluoride in tea, tea leaves naturally. So if you drink a ton of tea, you might be having a lot of fluoride as well. That's cool. Okay, well, that's it. That's our chemistry for today. I was really excited to share this with you and I'm excited for the, all of the options now that we have with, with our dental Chemistry of dentistry. Dude, yeah. Stuff, so. Very, very interesting whole section of things. I'm sure that there's lots to talk about there, but I'm excited about that. That's that's awesome. 
Very cool topic. Me too. Yay. Well, I think that's it on in terms of the chemistry stuff for this week. Um, this is a really fun one, so I'm glad we got to do it. But do you want to share something cool about your week, Jam? Absolutely. So this is a short one, which I'm sure people are like, yes, please. Years have been so long trying to tell <laughs> us to budget, trying to tell us all this stuff. Uh, <laughs> talking about movies for a couple minutes, whatever. Um, but this this week, my son, we've noticed that he is on the verge of figuring out laughing in a more <gasps> serious way. Yay! Obviously, lots of babies make sounds and it's hard to interpret what they're doing on purpose and what they're just kind of is just random trying out stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's hard to tie it to actual reacting to something else, but we feel like he is getting to a point where he's about to start reliably laughing at, at things that, that, um, that bring him joy or that he just thinks are funny or just tickling or whatever. Those kinds of things that are really these early impulses that they start to be able to form reactions to. So that's been really fun. We keep trying to get him to do it and we'll get him to make sounds that are a little bit like laughing. And then we can't get him to do it again for like the whole rest of the day. And then the next day we might get a little more of a hint. So um, hopefully soon we'll be getting some very cute baby giggles that we can. And maybe we can get a cute audio clip of a baby giggle. Yes. Yes. If we can do it, we can line it up and, and maybe be recording when it happens. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you just hold the mic in his face. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean like, yeah, sometimes what's hard is like, he'll do something cute and we weren't recording on our phone, you know, or weren't taking a photo or video. So that's okay. You're in the moment. I always tell myself it's okay that I didn't capture that because I experienced it. Yeah. But if I do capture a baby giggle, I will share it with you guys. Yay. So that is mine. What about you, Melissa? Well, mine is about my, um, not my children, but my students. Nice. Um, because school started back this week. Yeah. So I, I was in person, which was a little scary. We tried to do masks and I hand sanitize every second of the day and be really careful about what I'm touching and all of that. But I feel a lot better that everyone's wearing masks. I know that's a base level of precaution that really helps. Mm-hmm. So I've been in my classes this week and it's been really nice and good. And I've been really tired because it's at 8 a.m. And that means I have to be ready to go at 8 a.m. Yeah. Which means I have to be up at six, which is earlier than I'm used to. Yeah. But it's been kind of fun to get up and start my day well. It's been really hard to go to sleep on time, but it's been nice to have so much done by noon or whatever, you know? So that's been something I've been both enjoying and working on this week. So that's pretty exciting that school's back in and I've got my classes, everything set up getting settled into the new school year. And that is always a good feeling to see how your schedule is shaking out and get everything in place and rolling. And so it's pretty exciting. School's back in. Dude, that's awesome. That is great. I'm sure it also feels, you know, it's very different. I'm sure it's nice to have a little bit of normalcy of there being some in-person classes and stuff. And yes, having that, definitely. there's always that like exciting back to school kind of feeling that um, right. gets you into that, a new mode or whatever. And I feel like that's probably even more important now than, than normal. Yeah, definitely. I'm very excited and feel really like it's a nice new leaf and 
feels like things are starting to go back to normal. So hopefully things stay good and we all stay safe and healthy and my students get a good learning experience this semester. Yeah. And I get a good learning experience this semester. (laughs) I'm a student too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks so much, Jam, for coming and learning about fluoride this week. I was so excited to share it with you. And I kept myself from sharing about it in one of our group chats because (laughs) I was so excited to share about it with you here. And thanks to all you listeners. We are so thankful for you. We love hearing from you guys and we could not do this without you. And thank you, Melissa, for teaching all of us. And uh, Melissa and I have a lot of ideas just like this uh, for topics of chemistry in everyday life. But we want to hear from you. The ideas, the things that come up in your life daily that you wonder about, um, please share this with us on Gmail, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Chem for Your Life. That's Chem, F-O-R, your life, to share your thoughts and ideas. If you'd like to help us keep our show going and contribute to cover the cost of making it, go to ko-fi.com slash chemforyourlife and donate the cost of a cup of coffee. If you're not able to donate, you can still help us by subscribing on your favorite podcast app and rating and writing a review on Apple Podcasts. That also helps us to be able to share chemistry with even more people. This episode of Chemistry for Your Life was created by Melissa Collini and Jam Robinson. References for this episode can be found in our show notes or on our website. Jam Robinson is our producer, and we'd like to give a special thanks to A. Kiwasong and V. Garza, who reviewed this episode.